Welcome to Side Talks. We're a podcast. Look how civilized I'm being. It's very civilized, yes. I think people will appreciate this intro because I'm not going to take this off the rails. I'm going to be very well behaved and say we talk about cinema, we talk about movies, we talk about film as an art. And we don't talk about anything else ever. Never. Never talk about Just pizza. Movies. Never talk about... You know, never get inappropriate at all. So. We never talk about Taylor Swift, and we never <clears> impugn <throat> uh, famous actors and actresses. No, never say anything bad about somebody like Thomas Cruise. So we are going to now enter into the realm of the film podcast, where we take film very seriously. Let me straighten my ascot, and we will get to it. Here we go. Hey, Corey, guess what? What? What's this shit? <laughs> Oh, man, somebody just wrecked their vehicle. I hope not. Um, okay, so I'm in a movie. I'm watching it. I don't know what it is. I actually kind of now, now I'm cheating, but I do know what it is. Okay. But you, you don't need to know that I know what it is. I'm going to describe <laughs> it to you. This is a very short little scene. I don't know that you're going to get it. Okay. But if, but maybe, maybe, maybe. I think maybe when I tell you one of the people who's in the film but not in the scene, you okay. might get it. All right. But let me describe it to you, and you're going to try to guess, see if you can get there. And so this is a there's a young woman lying on a couch, okay. a very young, a very attractive young woman hmm. lying on a couch, and as young, attractive women lying on couches do, having a, a drink. In a motion picture, a young, attractive woman on a couch? Having well, a drink, can you I imagine I never. Uh, what I can tell you about this young woman is I do not know who she is, but they wanted to hire Emma Stone. They, they couldn't, I don't know if they couldn't afford her, didn't want to spend the money, or maybe she actually was wise is, enough to not do this. Is this just based on like how this young woman looks? Yeah, of course. She's like... Like bargain basement Emma Stone. Yeah, okay. this is this is the poor man's Emma Stone. Um, not that I I wouldn't say that almost everybody just wants to hire Emma Stone. Fair enough, but in this case, it's very clear. Okay, and so she goes into the. Uh, keep in mind that I, I should also add that this morning, as I mentioned to you earlier, I had uh, sort of a follow up visit about my eyes, and my eyes are dilated right now. As uh-huh. I look at you, they've yeah. been dilated all day, and I've still been working, and I can't see hardly anything, including this film. So. Maybe so, it was a mistake. Yeah, this could be. This could be literally anybody. <laughs> oh, the bar is going to be fun tonight. Okay. Anyway, so hi, Emma Stone. How are you? Um, <laughs> so anyway, oh boy, shallow how. Um, I so I'm watching this. She goes in the kitchen. I think she's making herself another drink. But again, eyes dilated. And there's like a weird wall in the kitchen. This is a very choicey scene. This is a very choicey uh, production design here. There's a wall that's sort of made of glass and also some plant life on it. Uh-huh. And the wall shadow. And I think maybe it's bullets, but again, my eyes are, I, that's what I'm hearing. The wall shatters and then um, vines come up from the ground, grab this woman, pull her into maybe it's hell. Again, my eyes are dilated. So what? I, I don't know what hell looks like. Um, they pull her down and, and, a, and a banshee kind of thing happens to her face. And she's like, Wah! and it's crazy and there's vines and it's wild. And it's what's the shit? Because this is absolute shit. And then surprise, she wakes up in bed. It was a huh. dream. It was just a dream. Vines pulled a lady down to hell. I think it's hell. Her face contorted into like a banshee, banshee type thing. looking kind of. Oh, and bad she CGI. was like, "Oh, just a, just a dream." Yes. Wow. And I can tell you, since you clearly don't know this yeah, film, I don't. that while he's not in the scene, this film does at some point clearly because he's on the list. Uh-huh. Star Vin Diesel. So this is the last witch hunter. You're right. Yeah, I've, I saw this movie in theaters. Okay. I don't and really, you don't remember no, of course cheap-ass Emma Stone being pulled down by Vine. Was it Emma Stone? It's not. No, it's not okay. Emma Stone. I have Woo! no idea who this Thank person God. is. Um, but yeah, he's like he's like a witch hunter or something. And he's like been uh, – either he's been alive for like hundreds of years or he's resurrected or something to like hunt witches again. I have no idea what this – I again, saw this movie in a the theater. I can't tell you a single thing about it. 
Okay. Well, you know what? You didn't remember the scene. You clearly didn't like the film much. No. It's and not very you were able to get it from a scene you don't remember plus Vin Diesel. So, cred. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. For over one million years, Rachel and Corey have talked. And now, they share with you one of the greatest accomplishments of all time. Their list of the top 200 films. Well, we are once again back to talk about the latest installment, the latest eight movies on our top 200 lists. This week, we're going to cover numbers 136 through 129. Party. Here we go. Let's just jump right in. I'll start. Please. Uh, At 136, I have the best action movie of the past 10 years, if not more. Oh, wow. Mad Max Fury Road. George Miller's masterpiece. Great film. Why is this so low on my damn list, Rachel? Good question. I mean, that is a great damn film. (laughs) I mean, that is high energy from beginning to end. I love this damn thing. It is a powerhouse of a film. As Steven Soderbergh says, you can't look at that movie and without wondering how like dozens of people didn't die making right. it. It's it's the craziest thing. It's a great film, um, and you know brought new life to spray paint. So uh, my one thirty six is an interesting one. It is a dance film, a very sort of modern dance film called Ma. That is a sidewalk alum. Sidewalk alum. That's right. Uh, uh, Celia Ralston Hall directed this film. Yep, great film and. I don't, what can I say about it? I mean, it's strange. It's gorgeous. The cinematography is amazing. It's purely female. And the dance in this thing is just mind-blowing. Did, so, did this get your Sunday morning slot at Sidewalk? Got my Sunday morning, very controversially, because it's a little different than what I would normally do. But it got my Sunday morning spot. And man, yeah. it looked gorgeous on that big screen at the Alabama Theater. Oh, I bet. Really proud to have that film. All right, 135, we go back to Joel and Ethan Cohen for probably the 90th (laughs) time and certainly not the last. Uh, Their debut feature, Blood Simple. Oh, man. Yeah, it's on my list, too. Great damn film. So good. Talked about this on the podcast not that long ago. Rewatched it recently with students. Great neo-noir. I mean, it's to me, it's what put them on the map. It just went like, you guys are something else. Absolutely. Great film. Well, um, my 135 is probably not on your list. It is a little tiny film called Basic Instinct. Not on my list, but you know I love Verhoeven, and I love Basic Instinct, so I'm not mad about it. Oh, man, great film. Controversial for to hit a list here because Sharon Stone was like, I didn't think they were shooting that framing right. uh, of that shot. But, you know, uh, man... Uh, I can't help it. This is on my damn list. I'm I mean, so it's a, sorry, it's Sharon. A, so. It's a great movie. Uh, Corollary. Did you see that there's a trailer for his new movie out today? I heard that was coming. Yep. Benedetta. H- how is it? Uh, the trailer looks like a Paul Verhoeven movie. Oh, man. I'm all about it. That is music to my ears. Uh, number 134 for me is a John Carpenter film, but one of his unfortunately less appreciated works. Though I say it's less appreciated. I think people appreciate it. It's Prince of Darkness. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. His wild sci-fi horror thing about a green tube of the devil uh, influencing people in and around a Los Angeles church. Um, it's This movie's crazy. crazy. It's so good, though. Good one. Good one. Um, okay. I think that my – we're at 134, yes? Yep. I think my 134 is going to shock you out of your seat. Uh-oh. It is Bridesmaids. 
I'm not that shocked. I mean, really? Bridesmaids is good. It's so funny. It's I, so funny. Part of how you get on my list is that you are a film, and, and not everyone's going to hit this, because when we get to some of the Von Trier, you're going to go, <laughs> wait, what? didn't you say this other thing? So just go ahead and put Von Trier in another category, okay. please. But a lot of, of why these some of these films are on my list, the majority of them, are because they're highly rewatchable. Yeah. And this is one of those that like I could watch every year and still somehow laugh outrageous and and the women in this thing are just amazing it's still super funny yeah i I watched it again recently and it's great great i get a laugh every time um 133 is a movie that i think is super funny and super rewatchable um though not without its own sense of controversy um it's mel brooks's blazing saddles his take on the um old school uh hollywood western and also racism um yeah and it's uh, endlessly funny to me. Yeah, not my thing, yeah. but uh, I wouldn't fight it because it's it's definitely a particular it's a particular taste. Yeah, uh, my one thirty three is anytime you get Nick Cage drinking some liquid acid and having faces melt off, and um, I'll just stop there because everything else gets X rated. I'm about to say it, it's going to make my list, and that film is Mandy. Yeah, Mandy's great. Um, not on my list, probably should be because I love it. Ooh, it's pitch dark though. I mean, yeah. it's a hard one to watch. That thing goes goes about as dark as you can get, and it is. It, it I'll say this: it's on my list. But when I put it on my list, I did I did stop and think: Do you really like the feeling that this, that you were left with <laughs> after this film? And the answer is no. Actually, I don't. <laughs> but it, <laughs> but it's there. It is the only film on your list so far to feature a cheddar goblin. That's so that's, true. That's worth pointing out. True. Uh, 132 for me, and a pretty famously dark film, both on screen and off, but a, a great one. Um, it's uh, Chinatown. Yeah, uh, one of the yeah. best uh, modern film noirs. Uh, you bet your ass it is. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. Um, everything about it is amazing. One of the best screenplays ever written. And. As you just heard, uh, produced by Robert Evans, am I correct? Yeah. So a little Robert. I think we should do an entire Robert Evans tribute podcast where oh my we're just God. like, you know what, Corey? Do you think I watch movies? You bet your ass I did. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Number 132 for me. I think this one's going to be close to your heart. Great little film, simple little film, super fucking effective, female power. Uh-huh. And you and I love the filmmaker. Do you want to guess what it is? We had a great little, we had a great, fun little evening with her. At, in the Lyric Theater. Oh, jeez. This is Most Beautiful Island. Oh, yes. Yes. And this I is have spider a, fear. Yeah, me too. And I'll leave too. it at that. Oh, me too. So this movie, I had to like get up from my seat when I was watching this movie for the, fir- for the first time and walk around like flailing yep. my hands in the air. Just yep. like, oh my God. Uh, but boy, is this an effective little thriller. I love so it. So damn good. It's and you know what? If, if you're ever wondering, can people really just do something with a script? Like, can you just write such a good fucking script? Not that, that look, I'm not faulting the cinematography. I'm not faulting the performance. All of that is, all of that is, is terrific in yeah. this film, but it, w- it didn't have to be. The script itself is so damn good. Yes. So anyway, I, I can go on about Most Beautiful Island. Big fan. Very good movie. Uh, 131 for me, another movie I think is very good from, uh, you know, a pretty famous director named Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, 131 right. is his best picture winner, Rebecca. Nice. Yeah. How do you feel about that remake? Boo? Oh, it is garbage. <laughs> um, Provocative over here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, stick with the original. Well, my 131 is... Brad, can you do us a favor here and make a little note? What is that I hear in the distance? Oh my- 
I hear a boombox being raised in the air oh, in a totally goodness. different location than where Ioni Sky is sleeping. And so this film is Say Anything. Yeah. And and I really like it a lot. And I had not watched it for like part of the way it hit my list is I had not watched it for like a good fifteen years. Uh-huh. Did a rewatch. I, did, I I will. I've mentioned this before, but I will screen films like Poolside at the Beach on vacation. I bring a projector and do the whole thing and screen this for a film uh, for a friend. And I don't know. It was just so damn enjoyable to rewatch after not having seen it for fifteen years. I, I, this it's a great film. It's a yeah, great film. So I probably haven't seen it in fifteen years either. But so uh, good. Yeah. I liked it a lot as a kid. Uh, one thirty for me, kind of an underseen movie, but one of the best um, pure dramas I think of the last decade or so. In fact, it's about ten years old. Uh, it's a film from director uh, Kenneth Lonergan called Margaret with uh, Anna Paquin, um, cool, Jeannie Berlin, Matt Damon's in there, Mark Ruffalo. Matthew Broderick, who's in all of Lonergan's movies. This thing got um, barely released in theaters by its distributor um, because they disagreed with Lonergan over his cut. The theatrical cut of Margaret is wonderful. The director's cut, even better. So Cool. Yeah. Well, My 130 is a film I've mentioned on this podcast before, but I like a whole lot, featuring my wife, Nikki Kay, and that film is Malice. Yeah, I still haven't seen Malice. It's got it. It's great. I've mentioned it before, so I won't say too much about it, yeah. but I uh, highly recommend it. All right. And if you haven't seen it and you're questioning me, just watch it and stick. This is a note. Stick with it for about 45 minutes. Okay. I'm sure I'll be into it because it's a 90s thriller. And it's great. Yeah. I don't need a whole She's lot there. She's so damn good in it, too. Really? I mean, this is this is one of the, I will say, this is one of the first times I really noticed her as a being, as a like, this is a stellar actor who is, you know, going to be at the top of all the list. Not just somebody you wanted to marry, but That's somebody right. who is also That's talented. Right. right. Gotcha. All right. So the final film on my list for today at 129, a classic silent comedy from Buster Keaton. Nice. The General. Wow. Okay. What, well, uh, well deserved. You know, it's a, uh, it's, he he built a a bridge and crashed a train off of it. Um, yeah. And like, how how did he do that? Well, he just did it. He just bought a train. Um, I mean, it bankrupted like him. I think it it cost him his uh, independence as a filmmaker and pretty much ruined his career <laughs> when this thing flopped. But uh, boy, is it a great movie! What a what a brilliant genius this guy is! Like just amazing. You know, so, uh, Buster Keaton, big fan. Big fan. Uh, I don't think you're going to argue at all with my 129 as we land it here for this edition, and that is a film called The Wrestler. Uh, no, I'm not. Didn't uh, think you would. Not on my list, but a great movie that I like a lot. If you want to see Mickey Rourke working behind a deli counter, saying to 95 year old w- women, "What can I get you, spring chicken?" This is the one to watch. <laughs> so that is uh, this latest installment of our top 200 lists. You hear anything you agree with or disagree with? Uh, email us. Let us know at uh, podcast at sidewalkfilm.com. We want to hear your top 200s too. So send us uh, that stuff as well. And we'll be back, well, next time in three episodes. Sometime soon. Sometime soon. Just keep listening. What else you got going on? All right, bye. And now, fast film terms. Boy, that was fast. So fast. So fast those film terms are. Um, you've got one for me today, and then I've got one that's going to be in response to yours. Yeah, right? so the, the fast film term I have for you today is method acting. The heck is that? The method, as it's <laughs> called. Um, 
Who is the teacher? The, I forget his name. The, the 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 teacher who popularized the method is it Lee Strasberg? Yes, I believe so. Lee Strasberg. And if not, we'll have to do a retraction. Yeah, but yeah well, I think you're right. You know, this is extemporaneous. I'm sorry that it's not as as you know staunchly researched as you were expecting, dear podcast listener. But you know, relax. Uh, Lee Strasberg, I believe, was the the teacher who popularized the method, which is a type of film acting. Um, popularized by actors like Marlon Brando in the 50s and 60s. Um, Basically, as I understand it, and I don't understand it all that well, um, an actor essentially just inhabits the the character uh, that they are playing and, uh, you know, down to every little detail to just fully walk in the skin of that character. Um, And a lot of practitioners of the method uh, stay in character even after the cameras have stopped rolling so they can fully inhabit and understand the role they're playing. Fun for their coworkers, especially when you... You have somebody like Jack Nicholson right. playing Jack Torrance in The Shining. And as a matter of fact, if you want to see a little method, uh, there's a really great little short documentary by Vivian Kubrick. Yeah, I was just thinking about that, of him like holding the axe and just uh-huh. walking around going, yep. and jumping up and down and laughing like a madman. Yeah. And it just, I, to, you know what, it, it's almost, and I know we're supposed to be doing fast film terms right now, but I have to say that watching that Vivian Kubrick doc, which only was made for television, really. Well, I think of, it's a special feature on the Blu-ray, It right? is, it is. And I don't know if it was made for TV, but it was cut for TV. So it's like th- around 30-minute mark, so it's very brief. But watching that, I was more terrified of Jack <laughs> Nicholson just in method, right, doing method, and, and, than, I wa- than I was during The Shining. I mean, him him swinging an <laughs> axe around and just laughing. And, and I think that you can see that on Shelley Duvall's face as she sits in a corner and cries and says, I just want to eat soup. I just want to eat soup. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Well, let me let me get away from that. I recommend that documentary, though. Uh, but if you haven't seen it, and I wa- that's something I watch like yearly, by the way. Annually, yeah. Annually. Yeah. Um, so here's one that relates closely, and that's sense memory. Have you heard about sense memory? Yeah. It's so um, it, it's it's – well, explain it to me because I don't yeah. think I could do a good job of explaining it. It's a it's a te- technique, clearly, technique uh-huh. of method acting in which an actor draws on memories of physical sensations. Yeah, that's right. You know, or of an emotion or both or an emotional event in order to generate the sort of emotional memory that allows them to be so damn method. Yeah. So that's what sense memory is. And, you know, now we know what method acting is. If you didn't know before, you've maybe got a better idea. Fast film terms. Well, thank you for listening to Side Talks. We are your own personal cinematic Ricky Ticky Tavi and Nag. Okay, I, <laughs> I don't know Nag. Is that? Uh, a... It's a snake. It's a snake. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that's a snake's name. If not, we'll do retractions. But I believe the snake's name is Nag. Okay. Nog. Nag. Yeah, you know. Ricky Ticky Tavi. I, I remember Ricky Ticky Tavi. Of course you that's do. All of course I you do. And that nasty old snake. Nag. I'm looking at you. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Batwall Studios. Uh. Visit us online at SidewalkFest.com or check us out on social media at Sidewalk Film on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, where you can see everything that Sidewalk is up to, including plans for the upcoming Hell, Sidewalk yes. Film Festival in August. Back downtown Birmingham, and we are super excited about that. Sounds great to me. We'll be safe, don't worry, but you know. It's going to be safe and reduce capacity and all that stuff, but we are going to be back together in a cinema watching movies. Oh, I'm so excited to do that. Thanks for Bye. listening. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.